What is shaking? It's Four Winds in June. We're back with it on this Tuesday, February 7th. I'm Danon. Yeah, I'm Ryan, uh, but people call me Corey. It's been a crazy weekend. Honestly, I've been looking forward to recording this podcast for a while just because it felt like as soon as we uploaded the last episode, everything dropped. Oh, yeah. Like, I think I called you like an hour after, just Literally, going crazy. Right after Kyrie Irving gets traded. Well, he doesn't get traded. He requests the trade. Request trade. And we're right, like, yeah. there's no way he just did that. Um, so it's been a crazy weekend, tons of stories, tons to talk about, so let's just get right into it. Yeah, last night we had Cam Thomas popping off 47. He's the second youngest player to record back-to-back 40-point games. Mm-hmm. First being LeBron. Yeah. Um, what do you think his potential-wise is in the league? I think, I honestly see him similar to a Jordan Poole type of player, where if they get the touches, they can score buckets. Um, yeah. But he, he really needs the touches to be useful because his defense is subpar and he doesn't really uh, play make as well as he should at this point but boy can he shoot that's true um, so I think now that Kyrie's gone those touches have opened up especially with um, uh, KD still injured Cam Thomas stepped up and he was able to fill in that void and he shot really well and carried the Nets to a win against the Wizards but then lost last night to the Clippers but it was a close game because of him yeah, he's definitely a certified bucket, that's for sure. Um, 47, I think, what was the first one, 41 or something? But for mm-hmm. him to be scoring, I saw, I was watching a little bit of the game last night, and his, like, hips and his shoulders, and it's just his form is always to the basket. Um, he was taking, like, this off-balance shot, and he still had everything fundamentally there. And so I think that is going to take him a long way, his form, um, just his fundamentals that he has, and just the the certified bucket that he is. So yeah. I, I think that if he gets the touches, he can he can shoulder that load that Kyrie um, yeah. had on the nets and just scoring, provide that for Kevin Durant if he stays. Yeah, he's net. just a, a fun player to watch. He's young. He's has a funny personality in interviews he did. So hopefully he'll continue to get those touches and we'll be able to watch it. And, and smile more. Yeah. <laughs> he's got something to smile about now. Yeah, that's but. true. Going across the country on the other side of another certified bucket, our boy Clay. Where are the um, haters at now, right? <laughs> yeah, Clay, uh, after, this is an interesting stat, J- January was his best statistical month of his career. Wow. Um, so, to all the haters saying he's washed, he just had best month, best month of his career. So, I mean, he, he followed had like it up. 50, and I think two 40 point games in January. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. But he's played really well. He had 12 threes last night. He could hit everything. Um, the. Hoop looked like the ocean to him last night, so props to Clay. And he, he could, continues to do it against the Thunder, which is kind of funny. But, you know, if you have that, I feel like some players have that one team that they just always pop off against. Yeah. Uh, I mean, a lot of players this year have been scoring against the Bulls. The Bulls and the Jazz this year have been the common fodder for high point games. But Clay, over his career, it's always been OKC. So. It's good to see Clay. Uh, he's a lot more consistent. We've seen him. I saw this interview with him last night, and they were saying if he was sad that he was not an all-star, and he said, honestly, no, like, I expect that. But he was like, I'm going to be there when it matters most, and that he wants the goal for him is to get back to being an all-star. Mm-hmm. So I think, honestly, this year you can even make the case for him right now. But there's just so many great guards in the West right yeah. now. But Yeah, it's hard, especially when you're – uh, recovery from an injury, you need to take time off. You take take games off, which is warranted in his case. I mean, it was two years of basketball. Um, so those games that he takes off kind of pile up, and it's hard to justify that at that point. 
Yeah. Um, but quick shout out to Jordan Poole as well, who had an amazing game. He was plus 28 on the court, 21 points and 12 assists. I was talking with the number one Jordan Poole fan, Luke, uh, this morning. Yeah. And he said, no surprise, he got 12 assists. I could have got 12 assists when Clay's shooting like that. So. Well, I mean, if I, in my opinion, I was texting you last night. Like, he's, I think this was the best game that he's had just because of his assists and the way he focused more on giving the ball to other people. It wasn't just Clay. He had some nice feeds down low, like you know, cutting Jermichael Green or Wiggins. But for him to focus more on that, I think that's what's going to be important when Steph gets back yeah. to play with that because we don't really need him scoring. Like, no. if he scores 15 to 20, that's good. We, we have Wiggins that will score 15, and Clay's going to be scoring 20, yeah. and Steph's going to be scoring 25. So it's yeah. like, we have the scoring. He just I, needs to do better on the other parts of the court. I think it's ironic. The role that the Warriors need Jordan Poole to play is less like Steph and more like Draymond. Which is so funny because yeah. the beef between Draymond and Poole. But if Draymond could teach him how to like read the court like Draymond does, because I think Draymond has one of the best court visions in the oh, league, yeah. and he's able to distribute the ball so well. And so if Poole can add that to the game, so when he's not getting the touches he is right now because steps out, um, which you're going to see these next four to something weeks that steps out, Jordan Poole's number is going to go up. He's going to look really good in these next couple weeks. But then when Steph comes back and those touches, those shots go down because Steph's the greatest shooter of all time. We want Steph shooting over Jordan Poole any day of the week. Of course, yeah. But when those uh, shots go down, he needs to learn from Draymond how to read the court and get other people open, get those assists going. Yeah, and making that extra pass, right? Mm-hmm. Because teams will res- respect his three-point shooting, even though it's off. Like, you think of Jordan Poole, what do you think? I think, you know... Pool party, right? I think Michigan, the game winner in NCAA tournament. Just, you just think threes, right? He's yeah. on the Warriors. He's he's gonna shoot threes. But if he makes that extra pass, who is it? Be, be open, Steph and Clay. Like just make that extra pass. You're gonna be so so lethal yeah. because people are running at you. You just help yeah. fake it, pass it. It's just if he can learn that right now, yeah. it's gonna be great when Steph yeah. gets back. And hopefully, we want to touch a little bit on Steph's injury. Mm-hmm. Um, the impact it has on the Warriors, I think they'll be fine if, if Poole can do this. Yeah. I think that was the biggest change in Jason Tatum's game between the beginning of last year and now when the Celtics had that turnaround um, was Jason Tatum finally fer- learned how to read the court and dish the ball. And so yeah. his assist numbers starting to go up. And so not only was he able to get other people open shots, but he was the defender had to respect his pass more than his uh, drive. So he's able to get more open drives as well. So like we saw in the game like the Pistons last night where uh, the Pistons weren't able to just double team him straight away because he could kick it out to someone like Sam Hauser who was shooting lights out last night or Derek White who was shooting lights out as well. Mm-hmm. And so it just makes the game easier for you than someone like Jordan Poole when you elevate your game to have more threats than just driving and shooting to drive and shoot and pass as well. For sure. And like you said, we, we like to talk about the Warriors and Celtics, but mm-hmm. they're just good comparisons. But with Steph... Um, we want to talk about the impact, right? He's he's going to be out, but who replaces him in the All-Star game? That's a kind of a question. Darren Fox. If it's not Darren Fox, we riot. Yeah, I think he so. deserves it. Don't give me this Anthony Edwards on the Timberwolves. They're a sixth seed, and who really cares? Like He's having a good year, but Darren Fox is leading the Kings to a three seed and dominating people, one of the best offenses in the league. Yeah. They dropped 150 last night again. For sure. He's done it like six times this season, I feel like. Yeah. So, Darren Fox, 100%, no question. I agree. So, hopefully that will happen. 
we have had a lot of fights in the NBA we want to talk about. Austin Reeves and Mo Bamba. That was kind of funny. Apparently, the whole Magic bench was chirping at him, and Austin Reeves was bricking. And I think, in my opinion, he just got salty that he wasn't playing well. And, you know, someone probably said something, and he just flipped the switch. Because yeah. I, I feel that when I play basketball. Yeah. But Definitely when you start missing, you kind of get heated, and it kinda, you kind of lose yourself. Um, but I feel like that fight was kind of like if you're watching two boxers and on the sidelines, like, their wives start getting into it. That kind of yeah. what I felt like. Like, no one expected Austin Reeves and Mo Bamba to get into it. Mo Bamba doesn't even play most games. That's true. And Austin Reeves, like, people forgot he was on the Timberwolves in the first place. Yeah. So it was an interesting fight, but... I was surprised Austin Reeves took Obama down. So, props yeah. to Austin Reeves for that. Um, it was funny. Did you see what he said after? It was like, Austin Reeves was like, you're only in the league because of your rap song or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, Austin, did you forget that you're only in the league because of your dad, Doc Rivers? Come on. Yeah, so. Austin Rivers. Sorry, Austin Rivers. We keep saying Austin Reeves, but yeah. Austin Rivers. Austin Reeves, is sorry. A, he's a good player on the Lakers. Yes. He's, the hillbilly Kobe. That was a mistype. Put some respect my, on hillbilly Kobe. That was a mis, misstep on our, our, our notes here. But yeah. Austin Rivers, you're only in the league because of your dad. And we know that. It was funny. I was thinking about players comparable to him. And I was, I was talking with this other guy, Caden, um, on our, on our intramural team. Mm-hmm. And he was like, Austin Rivers is good, a good player. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, Damian Lee's better than him. I was just throwing out a random player. And, you know, Damian Lee... You could argue he's in the league a lot because of, you know, staff. He married into the league, staff, you could say. <laughs> and then even uh, he's related within the Rivers, too. But you, I looked up their stats, and apparently Austin Rivers is averaging like five points over his career. And yeah. whatever rebounds, assists, is really low. But Damian Lee is averaging like nine. So, I don't like know. Like I said, I it, it's such a random fight. They're just role players. They do their role well, but like yeah. the trash talk, it's like, like why are you trash talking a garbage player? Exactly. Like trash like, talk the good players. You're trying to act all tough, like you are known around the league. Yeah, it's you, like, you don't need to get into Austin Rivers' head. Yeah. He's already in his own head. Yeah. But, another another kind of uh, funny moment. Yeah, kind of controversial, controversial kind of yeah. serious subject too is serious, so um, funny, I don't know. Apparently over the weekend, the story broke where uh, January 29th, uh, after the game between the Grizzlies and the Pacers, there was reportedly a scuffle between members of the Pacers traveling party and John Morant and some of his associates. Um, There's a scuffle, and afterwards, the uh, Pacers traveling party got on this bus or car or whatever, and they were driving, and there was this SUV kind of slowly falling behind them. And there's this laser pointer coming from the SUV pointed at the uh, Pacers traveling party and they were scared for life obviously because they thought a gun was pointing at them and it turns out Jaw was in the SUV that had the laser pointer pointing at them and so obviously Jaws denied the claims and said that it wasn't true we don't know exactly what happened the league uh, did a uh, investigation. investigation they didn't really find anything but they banned Jaw's brothers from, uh, Jaw's brother from home games in Memphis for a year so Obviously, something happened. I don't know if that's true with the laser pointer, who's on the truth or not, but kind of a serious thing, kind of crazy. Um, if it is true, that's kind of a big story for John Moran and his legacy. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were watching, uh, uh, what is his name, Shannon Sharp mm-hmm. um, and Skip Bayless. They were talking about this, and it, he brings up an interesting point that John Morant, you know, he grew up you know, in a harder neighborhood and he wasn't as fortunate. 
and you know you kind of have that in the in America the culture like I guess with just African American people I'm trying to be politically correct and everything but that culture um, you know being raised out of it because of your success and because of your basketball um, and for you to kind of go back to that you know with your friends or whatever is acquaintances and be involved in that kind of gang stuff if it's true if he has oh if it's gang stuff or the laser that just it's just kind of like idiotic things like excessive you're if it's really a skirmish it's over basketball like yeah but you don't have to bring your gang like your boys right yeah and have a gun and if it if he did have a gun which is all just like we're all just talking speculation mm -hmm. but like come on we don't need that like we're here to play basketball. Yeah. We're here to focus on that. Like, talk your trash, talk your stuff, right? You're you're yeah. fine in the West, really. But <laughs> yeah, Jaw. He did an interview recently where he was like, "I think the Grizzlies are the most hated team in the NBA," which honestly might be true, just because the Grizzlies. Well, one, they have Dylan Brooks. Everyone hates Dylan Brooks. Like, yeah, I know Jaw. He's your teammate. You got to back him up. But deep down, you know, he's a, he's a dirty player. Yeah. And his comment is like, "Well, if you're the most hated team, why?" Why are you the most hated team? What have you done? Which, like, I think it's one of those things. It's like the Marcus Smarts and Draymonds of the world. Where, like, you love to have them on your team, but you hate to play against them. That's kind of the Grizzlies. That's the persona they identify as. Is they're like, we want you to hate us because we're the bad guys. We want to be the villains. We want to come at you. We're not scared. And so I feel like that's kind of, like, what worked so well for them was having that persona. And that's what made them a really good team last year and, and into the playoffs. But they kind of let it go too far, and now they're taking offense because of it. Like, except you're kind of these uh, guys who want to be the villains. You guys want to be the outsiders looking in. You want to be disrespected um, because that's what motivates you. So, like, why are you complaining about it? Yeah, it just makes no sense. And the stuff that they do, right, jaw and stuff, gritting on the yeah. logos after wins, saying, I'm finding the yeah. West. Jared Jackson talking yeah. his crap against... Which, like the Warriors. Yeah, it's fun. A dynasty. The Grizzlies are a fun team to watch. I love it. I love that persona. So, like, I want them to keep it up. But like, You need to have that in the league. But, like, be professional off the court. Be, don't get into trouble. Don't get upset when, when people say you're disrespecting them because you are. Yeah. You, you want to be that and, team. And all these things can catch up to you and ruin your season. Yeah. Like, we've seen with other people. Yeah. Um, like Kyrie Irving. Yeah. Um, Outside can, of the court stuff, just... Kyrie Irving's an incredible talent, but off the court stuff, it just held him back so much. Mm -hmm. And so we want to just jaw, just stay on the court, make sure you're making smart decisions so we can keep watching you play because you're one heck of a player, and I love watching you play. For sure. Don't be like Kyrie and, and, and have all your issues, right? Mm -hmm. And speaking of Kyrie, he was traded, we all know the news, to the Dallas Mavericks for – um, well, him and Markeith Morris uh, were traded for Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, a first-round pick, and two second-round picks over mm -hmm. the years. Um, what do you think about this deal initially? What were your thoughts? My initial thought was if Kyrie plays, him and Luka will be a generational backcourt, and they will have an offense like we've never seen before. Um, but I think the Nets made out really well in that trade. Just because that first-round pick is 2029, 20, and there's a good chance that Luka won't be on the Mavs at that point. Luka's yeah. contract might be expired by then. He'll have to re-sign if they want to keep him there. But if Luka's not on the Mavs, that first-round pick in 2029 20, would be very valuable. And so I think the Nets 
and especially getting off Kyrie, the Nets just seem happier without him now. Um, so I think the Nets found a really good trade. And the Mavericks kind of going all in right now saying, we're going to give you a chance with this all-star starter, uh, even though Jalen Brown should have started over Kyrie. But <laughs> yeah. this all-star starter talent that we're giving you, we're the only team in the league now with two all-star starters. And we're giving you all talent, go all in, and we're going to try and win a chip right now with Luka and Kyrie, which yeah. those two as a talent should be able to outscore anyone. Both, I mean, as a basketball player, if Kyrie just fo- played basketball – that would work out. Mm-hmm. My thing is, is that wherever Kyrie has gone, he's blown teams up. Yeah. Um, besides, I will say, besides the Cavs, um, because we kind of know that situation, he kind of just left LeBron. Still, mm-hmm. he didn't really do anything, but he left LeBron. If he stayed there, they probably would have won again. Yeah. He went to the Celtics. We all know what happened there. And then now with the Nets, like, what is this the past, your train record of ruining teams, of causing all this bad chemistry. And I yeah. think that's like, he's, he kind of looks like a dumpster fire. I don't, I don't know what Mark Cuban was thinking really. Mm-hmm. I know he needed to get another start, but I've seen Mark Cuban do better deals on Shark Tank yeah. than, uh, than this one. Well, I think, honestly, like Kyrie's time with the Celtics, he, he did that to himself. He didn't want to be there anymore. He wanted to go play with Kevin Durant. He, he decided that, so he kind of gave up. So that's where the downfall of the Celtics came in. But with the Nets, I feel like they had this grand plan, and then KD's big toe cost them the, the finals that year. Um, but then with Harden being a little baby as he is, wanted out, that kind of caused some tension within the organization because Ben Simmons was a cancer they brought in for no reason. And then after that, with all the, the Steve Nash, who didn't work out as a coach, even though they handpicked him, um, to bring him in and kind of – so that distrust between the Nets and the Kyrie and KD and the KD requested a trade and then Kyrie requested a trade and then the whole anti-Semitic thing that Kyrie went through, um, it just built up a lot of pettiness with the organization. It really shone through with the trade because the, the Joe Sy came out and said, no matter what, I wasn't trading him to the Lakers, which if the Lakers reported, this is the big thing is, if the Lakers never actually reported, like, offered this, but then leaked it later, yeah. that they offered both first-round picks, genius move by the Lakers because you make the Nets look like idiots. Because if you could get both first-round picks from the Lakers, 100% you do that deal. You don't care. Well, you're getting a first-round pick from Dallas in two seconds. Yeah, and but we all know the Lakers aren't going to have LeBron in and 2029. And so you have the assets. I don't, I don't think the Nets, like messed up with their trade. I, I would have taken the two first round picks from the Lakers over the Mavericks. Well, then you're just giving basically the Lakers a championship. And I, but those opinion, picks are, I, I don't think they're giving a championship. With Kyrie, LeBron, and AD, if they're all healthy. AD's going to get hurt. Kyrie's win. not going to play. <laughs> LeBron's old. The rest of their <laughs> team is buns. What do you think Patrick Beverly's going to be on the ball? They could win. They could win. Those three? You could, but I'm talking about the, if I'm the Nets. I, that I wouldn't want to trade them to LA. Because you're, you're being petty. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Have, I'd rather have me a chance to win a championship still with KD. And if I'm giving yeah. Lakers... The Nets aren't winning a championship with just KD as a star. A, if I'm giving LeBron James, one of the greatest players, top two, mm-hmm. GOAT debate, you know, if I'm giving LeBron James Kyrie Irving again, they came back 3-1. And Anthony Davis instead of... I don't care who else is on your team. Those three, that's scary. And so they, I understand the They still pettiness. have to make the playoffs. I understand that. They're the 13th the seed. It's easy. They're still That's the 13th seed. They haven't gone anywhere. Easy money playoffs of the West. There aren't there many games left. 
What? They gotta do something. How many games? Thirty. There's like twenty something games left after All Star break. Twenty something. Okay, what's the disparity? I'm just saying, from, like, from the fourth it's season. not guaranteed to be a championship. I'm, and so there's I'm, a lot of pettiness from the Nets and I want to trade in there if that offer is true. And also there's the offer from the Suns that get Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and picks. That seems like a pretty good deal. The Clippers deal seemed like a pretty good deal. And so I feel like there's a lot of pettiness with the Nets. There's a lot of pettiness with Kyrie because he said, even if they gave me... to figure out the situation too. I yeah. think the Nets were kind to Kyrie to put him in a good situation. Well, they didn't. They slapped him in the face and they offered him a contract and said, we're only going to give you this money if you win a championship. Saying we don't trust you, and trust is a two-way street. Well, that's true. And so the Nets track record. Yeah, but you can't say it's all on Kyrie because the Nets didn't negotiate in good faith either. I can say that that's they, such a trash they, contract. They, they say you're only going to give you money if you win a championship. Both organizations' fault because Kyrie and Durant went to the Nets because of player empowerment. They wanted to make their decisions. Yeah. And the Nets said sure. And then what did Kyrie do? He didn't play games because of COVID. Like, come on. Well, that's not Kyrie's fault. That's uh, well. The rules are there, you know. Yeah. Andrew Wiggins, he didn't want to get the shot. He got the shot and played because he knows that this is a business. This is not just yeah. Oh, but that's flatter. That's outside my, of basketball. My my vaccine. So it's just a lot of like his personal problems and issues. He's created a lot of tension with teams he's been to, specifically the Nets. And I don't give a frick about hit like what they chose to to deal. They could be as petty as they want because of how they got wrecked yeah. by Hart, by but Harden and Kyrie. And the, the Nets who knows know. With KD? Who knows with KD? The Nets know I feel bad for that him. after the Harden trade, their organization's in a dumpster already. And so Kyrie, Not they really. gave up eight first round picks for Harden. But they, they have no picks. But they traded and they got a better fit for their system. Ben I Simmons? He, I thought he's a better... If he could play, like the Ben no, Simmons... No, no, not the Ben Simmons to, uh, for Harden trade. I'm talking about the trade to get Harden. To trade The trade to get Harden. Yes, the they Rockets. give up eight first-round picks yes. to get Harden. Yes, because they that wanted him. threw them in the dumpster. Because they wanted him. But because it backfired. Player empowerment. The KD yes. and Kyrie wanted Harden. Who yes. Who do you think was... But what I'm saying is, is that Kyrie and KD were the only shot winning anything in the, ne- in the next decade because that trade already set him back 15 years. And so the Nets they, have to they have to negotiate in good faith with their player they have now, who KD likes, and they were playing well, and Kyrie was playing well, and if they keep him around, then they have a shot for a championship, even with KD and Kyrie. Yeah, but Kyrie wanted to get traded. Because they didn't negotiate in good faith. Kyrie wanted to stay in Brooklyn if they gave him a good deal. And then they came back after he's playing good basketball this year. To the, oh, I'd never leave my man seven, and he signed the two-year deal in the offseason. Because the Nets slapped him in the face with that deal. That's what I'm saying is Kyrie is an all-star starter this year. After missing those games in the beginning because he was suspended for the anti-Semitic post, he's played enough good basketball no, to be an all-star starter, and he deserved player, to be yes. negotiating good faith with the performance he had put on this year. He's shown that he can put it behind him and play good basketball this year, and so they should negotiate in good faith. They didn't. He said, okay, if you're going to be petty, I'm going to be petty. I'm going to want out. Yeah. And then that said, okay, deal. Yeah, I think that's fine. There's pettiness on both sides. Yeah. It's both people's faults. But you can't it put this on with, Kyrie. No, because I can say who it started with. It started with Kyrie and KD wanting player empowerment but to the Nets, choose. And they made the Nets trade you're telling all the picks for Harden because they wanted their buddy-buddy. And they said, we're going to win a championship. And guess so, what? 
They didn't. They sucked. They failed because of player empowerment. Because Kyrie and KD got to choose for themselves what they wanted to do. Sure, injuries happened. That's a part of the league. Okay? But they started it. The Nets were petty too because of that. And then thus, you know, this whole shenanigan, this whole S show happened. And so I don't care what the Nets do because I'm on their side because Kyrie is a freaking dumpster fire. Mark so, Cuban Mark Cuban should have said, you're anti-Semitic. You are a flat earther. You're toxic in the locker room. For those reasons, I'm out. He, but, should, have, he should have not even done the deal. I think Kyrie to the, the Mavs is not going to work out. He's going to come up with some bullcrap excuse about something or say something on Twitter and get locked out by the NBA and no one's going to want him. See, that's probably true. It's probably going to happen. But you're telling me the Nets wanted no part of KD and Kyrie coming. They weren't like, oh, no, we're not sure, and the Nets no, forced uh, him. No, or are you uh, saying they didn't want to trade for Harden? No, yeah, of course top. they wanted KD and so Kyrie. So it's on the Nets, too. It's not like they f- Kyrie held a gun to their head and no. said, you're going to do these moves. No, but they said. they. I don't know what they said. Joe Sy had the final de- say. Yes, of course. They have the final say. But I don't know what it was said. But I know that those two wanted Harden. They did. And they said... Which, at the time, it seemed they, like a good they, trade. I bet you they promised. They promised a championship. Yeah, and with, if it wasn't for KD's big toe, they would have won. They well, would have run a wing in 2020. 2021. One series, but... They would have beat they, the Suns. They would have had to go to They the would have beat the Hawks in the Conference South hey, Championship. Hey, you still had to beat... We don't know. I'm just saying. Probably. The Bucks if walk their way out. That was of, the finals. That Nets Bucks series. There's a lot of hype. That Nets Bucks series was the 2021 finals. You can't change my mind. Katie's big toe determined the finals. No, that's true. He, this and if that didn't happen, this whole thing would be we were talking about differently. Kyrie was, was Kyrie was wasn't Kyrie hurt too? Was he not even playing? I think he, he was. Even he playing. was hurt during the Celtics series. I think. No, he there. wasn't playing in that series. It was Harden, and Harden was injured. And he couldn't even shoot a three with the Bucks. Either way. Anyway, that series was on KD. And if all of them had played and were healthy, they yeah, they would have won. But injuries and then all the other drama. The if the drama was avoided, the injuries wouldn't have been a big deal because you know one of them would have gone down, but then the other one would be playing. But no, it didn't happen. Those three together did not work. It's just it didn't. It's but just terrible. And at some point, you got to put some blame on the organization, and the organization should have put their emotions aside and look for the best deal available. Not say we want to screw Kyrie and not send him to the Lakers just because it's the Lakers. But I think they did get a good deal. They got and, a good deal. And they avoided. But I think giving, the Lakers deal was better. They avoided giving LeBron and and whatever your pettiness, but it's tactical. You avoid giving LeBron and AD, who when healthy, when they play, are insane. And you avoid giving them Kyrie. If they're insane, why are they a 13 seed? Because they don't play. LeBron's played the majority LeBron of the games. LeBron plays, but AD doesn't play. They when still they play lose together, games. They, they have a winning record. When they play together, look it up. I bet you they do. I'm, I'm just saying this, but I bet you they have a winning record when both of them play. But they don't play, and they don't really have all the pieces. And if you give them Kyrie, they're going to the playoffs, and they're going to be a scary team. And so it's a tactical move. By the Nets to give them, you know, give Dallas Kyrie. They're instead. eleven and thirteen when LeBron AD played. Eleven play. and thirteen. Okay. Losing record. Okay, so losing record. But you're in the you're in the West. What's the disparity in the West? Three games or something from fourth to bat, to bottom, and the Lakers are only how many games out of fourth place? Probably like six or seven with twenty 
eight, 29 games left, however much is left, you put Kyrie on the team, they're going to the playoffs. I'm, I'm telling you. Like, the Jazz will not make the playoffs. The Thunder will not make the playoffs. The Lakers will be in that play-in, however you want to say it. But it's just a tactical move. You don't have to say, like, you don't have to be like, it's petty of the Nets. But the Nets sure, shouldn't care about this year. But they should care not about what's happening in the year. NBA. And who the only reason why they care about the championship. they still got a first-round pick in two second rounds, and Spencer Dinwiddie was yeah. a solid player. But well, that's in like 2029. They don't care. No. They shouldn't care about this year. Yeah. Who wins the championship? As long, it, it's if they but win a championship, if they don't win the championship. But it's what you're asking. They shouldn't care if the Lakers win a championship. That's just being petty. And that's being bad owners, being a bad GM, and making Not bad moves. Not necessarily, because what if I didn't want? What if I didn't want Westbrook? What if I think he's trash and washed? And I and my, my first first two round or first round picks, my two of them that I get from the Lakers. What if I wanted a first round and two second rounders, and then two other players? I think for the Nets. They did a fine trade. I think for the Dallas Mavericks, they took a huge risk with Luke, with Luca and Kyrie because now you don't even know what Luca thinks because who knows how that play style is going to work out. There's been all this talk about that. But anyway, that was kind of fun to talk about the Nets and Kyrie. We, we, you, you, you hear our opinions. Um, that was good. Uh, <laughs> awesome. We talked about the LeBron interview see. last night. LeBron goes on ESPN and was like, I'm so sad. I didn't get Kyrie. Mm. It's so sad. Maybe I want to win. Maybe like LeBron, me. shut up. Yeah. Like just, just play better. Like you got a good enough team. You're, you're supposed to be the goat. You're supposed to break the scoring record. Like you, you, so you can carry a team. I've seen you carry a team. Yeah. Come on. Well, LeBron, well, he might be passing the, uh, the great uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for the scoring record tonight versus the Thunder. If he plays, he's questionable. He is questionable. Thing he really wants to do against the Bucks, huh? Either the Bucks or the Warriors after that, which I think he should. So, so the Lakers play the Thunder tonight. We don't know if LeBron's playing. They play the Bucks on Thursday, right? Mm-hmm. And then the Warriors on Saturday. Yes. So those are the three games. The ticket, I guess, I saw a report. It was seventy-five grand for tonight. That's before fees. <laughs> before fees, yeah. So it's probably crazy. close to a hundred grand. Out and you're probably not just going by yourself, so. Yeah, no. Double so, that. Imagine he doesn't even play tonight. <laughs> Those people, if I if I were you, I would go buy tickets to the Bucks Lakers. Honestly, right now it's probably cheap, and you can flip it for thirty times the money. That's true. Yeah. Uh, other NBA trade stuff. He said, "Des Dwayne Dedmond. Uh, I guess it's like their backup center or something for Bam. Like third string. I don't know. <laughs> and a second rounder to free up cap space. We just highlight this because it's interesting." But he, with Kyle Lowry's situation, who are they going to trade him for if they're trying to go after Kevin Durant? Because there's a lot of reports there. If they want to go after a star point guard, uh, I don't know what they're doing, but they're freeing up cap space, so they want to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah, I think uh, we've seen a couple of these trades, like Deadman to the uh, Spurs, Noah Vonley to the Spurs, and most recently today it was uh, Kessler Edwards to the Kings. Just a bunch of kind of nothing trades just to open up cap space and to open up uh, save money at the taxpayer level. So a lot of trades don't, don't really mean anything. I think most of the trades are going to go down Thursday. So we're just getting a little sprinkling right now. Yep. Still a lot of rumors. Jazz are open to trading Clarkson, Conley, Vanderbilt, Olenek, Beasley, as they should. I think that they should just you know throw it in mm-hmm. this year, get as much draft potential, maybe a, an old veteran um, that can help young guys. I think Conley is not a starting point guard in this league anymore. 
He's on the he's on the down low of his no, career. No, and no, stop with the jazz. He's not, he's a, not a starter on a playoff team, that's for sure. Stop with the he, jazz. Because he's starting on the Hornets. But he's averaging ten points per game, seven assists on fifty five percent shooting. Okay. That's a great starting point guard. Uh, but Mike not, Conley's a veteran, he can read the court. Playoffs. You put Mike Conley on the Clippers, which is rumored to happen. I think it has a great shot of happening. Reggie Reggie Jackson is better. Reggie Jackson is garbage. Watch that man shoot. Watch him shoot. I've seen him in the playoffs. Go watch him shoot. I've seen him in the playoffs and he shows up. He doesn't shoot. He high steps. Some of these people ain't meant for the playoffs and Conley. You ain't meant for the playoffs and you're ain't. Reggie Jackson didn't even make the playoffs last year. You ain't meant to start on a starting team. They didn't even make the playoffs last year. No. Mike Conley's been in the playoffs more than Reggie Jackson has in the last couple of years. Well, I mean, he lost to the Clippers when he was on the Jazz. Conley. Yeah, so Reggie Jackson didn't do Jack squat. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Put some respect off. on Mike Conley. It was, it was Jackson, Trey Mann, and Paul George. All three of them are going up. Anyway, You're just a Jazz hater. I hate the Jazz. Clark, Clarkson is going to be gone, and Conley, not a starter on the playoff team. Nets. Mike Conley is a star of the playoff Let's team. Go to the he's Nets. gonna get traded for a first round pick, and he's gonna take a team to a deep playoff run. <laughs> <Watch laughs> to it. a first round exit. No, watch it. Okay, that's it's gonna be, happen. I'm gonna write that down. Watch it. <laughs> that's all you jazz league. fans listening. I got you. I will not tolerate <laughs> this disrespect gosh. anymore. The Nets are interested in Siakam. Um, they said OG and Anobi, but then they said they aren't. We'll see what happens there. Yeah, they tried to integrate the Raptors in that Kyrie trade to make a three-team deal, maybe yeah. flip Sensor Dimity into someone, but they didn't end up doing it. Honestly, Nets aren't the net. I don't see them making any more moves. Um, I don't think they can. I think they do. I think they need to, honestly. If they're going to keep KD, they need to make at least one more deal because they need someone who can make their own shot. They, I mean, they can try, but I just don't like who they have. I think you're just gonna have to run it with Dinwiddie. And I honestly think they can go get Siakam. You think? I think the Nets should focus on getting Siakam because I think Siakam with Kevin Durant and Nick Claxton would be a great lineup. The Raptors would with, have a lot of leverage, though. They would, and that's the thing. That's a kind of the big storyline of trade season right now is the two teams that are kind of running the show are Masai Ujiri in Toronto and Danny Ainge in Utah. Yeah, those two. People have all the power. Mm-hmm. And so teams are just kind of doing a bidding war right now for their players because they got the best pieces. They're both kind of struggling or don't really want to be good in the Jazz case. Yeah. Um, and so they got these pieces who they're willing to offload. So they got other teams have to kind of outbid. I think probably 15 teams have been linked to Jazz players, if not more. And probably the same amount have been linked to OG Anubi and Fred Van Fleet and Siakam. And so it's really just a bidding war for those players. I think we're going to see a lot of moves centered around Utah and Toronto. Yeah. Which, how does Danny Ainge get the power every trade deadline? It feels like he's a wizard. Props to Danny Ainge. He just gets put on these teams that want to rebuild. It's just like maybe something he's good at. <laughs> put on these teams. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know he's putting on the team. Anyway. Well, the Celtics <laughs> and then now the Jazz. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the Clippers are still looking for someone who kind of mentioned that. Van Vliet, Russell, Lowry, Rozier, and I guess maybe Conley. They're going to get my that Conley. That would be the lowest of the low. They're going to get five. Conley and... Uh, <laughs> who would you take? Okay, who would you take? Van Vliet, Russell, Lowry, Rozier, and Conley. How would you rank them? I would probably put... I'll probably put Van Vliet in the end of one but I think he's the most expensive get out of them all. And I'd probably put Conley at two, if I'm being honest, 
Because I think he would fit in really well with Paul George and Kawhi. No, no, no. Just, I'm just saying, just rating, ranking them. Yeah. Just top five. Not for the Clippers. Just like their skill. Yeah. You would put Conley above Russell. Yeah. And Terry Rozier. I, I don't think D'Angelo Russell's that good. I think he's kind of lost his, his swagger a little bit. Maybe he can get back in L.A., but I just haven't been very impressed. Kyle yeah, Lowry's old. He's lazy. Lowry. Lowry's old. He's lazy. He it, doesn't play. He's sp- he's beefing with the locker room. No one wants Lowry. The so, heat, so you do, if Lowry can't thrive in Heat culture, he's not so, gonna thrive in LA. He's gonna be la- even so, lazier. So you do Van Vliet, and then Conley, yeah. and then Rozier, Russell, and then Rozier, then Lowry. Russell Rozier. Yeah. Only reason I think Rozier over Lowry just because I think Lowry's older. I think the only. Person I could maybe be fine with playing him calmly over is Lowry. You're tripping. Like I think I think Van Vliet and Russell are like flip flip flop. You can kind of switch them out. Go walk some my, watch of, my okay, All of these people don't play defense. Lowry actually plays the best defense because of his charges and his flops. Before the next podcast, go watch them. Uh, okay, my calmly highlights. I will. I'll watch it from like five years ago when he was just on the Jazz, and then I'll watch it with the round and pound Grizzlies team. With Zebo, he was really good. I'm not. He was good. Now he's not. <laughs> keep hating. Just keep hating. Anyway, we want to talk about some moves we want to see at the trade deadline. Just want uh, to make some predictions so we can look back. Be like, I called it. Ryan Ryan's calling Steph Curry for <laughs> Peyton Pritchard and a bag of lays. Yeah, right? I mean <laughs> Steph Curry's obviously the problem for the Warriors. You know, he's the they need to get him out of there. Get him. The toxic culture. He's like Kyrie. Um, so the Celtics are giving up a good ass in Pritchard and the bag of chips. <laughs> no, but all seriousness, we just want to predict a couple moves to kind of look back and say we called it. Yeah. Um, one thing I'd like to see the Warriors make, we always talk about James Wiseman. I think it's time for him to go. We need to win now. So I'd trade James Wiseman to, and maybe, would I throw in? Moody, maybe James Wiseman and Moody for, I, we've talked about this before, uh, for Vanderbilt and Beasley. I yeah. think that would help us. I think that would be a good trade. I think both teams would, would do well with that. Um, I like it. I think one trade that I feel very confident in happening is I think OG and Obi's the Suns for Jay Crowder and another player. I think it makes a ton of sense for both organizations. Maybe it's turn a three-team deal, but I think it makes sense for them. Yeah, um, we were talking about earlier the one for the Clippers. I think the Clippers will end up getting Kyle Lowry, um, just because they, the Heat obviously have done something right now to free up cap space, so they want you know players in return, and they're interested in shopping Lowry. So I think that will happen. Yeah, I think another trade is I think, um, well I can just say it the. I think Clippers get Mike Conley. I think he fits in well with the Clippers organization. I think he fits in well with Paul George. I think him and they'll probably get back Jared Vanderbilt as well. Give up probably Luke Kennard or something like that. I think it works out very well for the Clippers. Yeah. Um, I want to predict one for the Kings. Since they freed up some cap space, I would say they send Harrison Barnes, um, like we were talking about earlier. They send Harrison Barnes for... Uh, who could they get? Bogdanovich. Hmm. Let's do that. Let's bring uh, back Bogdanovich. I know that I know the Pistons have said that they want him, but I think that's just just trade talk. I think they 
the Kings done maybe like a pick or something with Barnes. With but I don't think Bogdanovich puts him over the top. I don't know. I feel just, like they would have to give up too much. I, I mean, I it like it. It adds a nice scoring. It'd be fun, but I, I don't, I don't think it Herter. makes sense for the Kings. Him and Herter. Yeah. I don't know. It's yeah. fun. For my last trade, I had to do one for the Celtics. Um, I don't think the Celtics make a big splash. I think the roster is pretty set. But they do have a f- uh, $5.9 million trade player exception from the Schroeder deal last year. And I want to see them do it. They use that exception on JaVale McGee. Shaq and the Fool legend from the Mavs. He's fallen out of the rotation. They have lost centers. It would be super easy to get him, probably just like a second-round pick and like Justin Jackson. He fits into the trade player exception. He makes that little money, and I think he would fit in perfect for the Celtics we're trying to do. He's yeah. a championship big. He knows what it takes to win. He's been in really good organizations. He's a big help when Rob or Al needs to sit, sit down. I trust him. We're protecting. I think uh, him catching lofts and Jason Tatum would be amazing. Uh, that's what I want to see. I want to see JaVale McGee on the Celtics. Okay. I'm going to do another random one. I think the Cavs and it was the Cavs and the Hawks make a deal. Mm. Uh, I think the Cavs send Karis LeVert and maybe another role player or something for John Collins. That would be um, crazy. Then I know that the, the Hawks would be stacked up on guards, but I think Karis LeVert could fit with those three of Trey Young, Karis LeVert, and... and uh, Murray, yeah, and I just think I think that Karis Levert doesn't fit for the Cavs. Uh, that's just my thinking. And yeah, so they he hasn't given their shots. So yeah, I mean, like I don't know the Hawks. Like that. I don't know the Hawks make it, but I could see it. I could see them doing the trade like that. I mean, John Collins would run the three for them. Yeah, that'd be a massive lineup. Exactly, that'd be huge. And or, Darius Garland throwing passes. That. Or since we're talking about uh, John Collins, I think maybe you could trade him to the. The Mavericks, um, yeah. Trade Hardaway away, and someone else for and then maybe the Mavericks need some defense. That's all they need. You, but you you have like another big lineup like that, right? Yeah. Luca, you could have him at the two, and then John Collins the three, and then and then Wood and Powell, I guess. That'd be crazy. Know. But so we'll see what happens on Thursday. On Friday, we'll come back with you a pod and kind of see if any of us are right. Um, but We're probably next week. When's the deadline? It's a Thursday. Thursday? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, Lots going to happen. We'll now. keep you updated. Uh, should be an exciting deadline. I think there's going to be a lot of moves. But for now, let's move into our betting. I, I won last week again. I'm kind of OP. I'm up 6-1-1 to one to one right now. It's true. And so I'm going to throw Dana a little lifeline. Uh, and so there's six games <laughs> today. A heartbeat. I'm going to let him pick what three games he wants to pick the outcome for. I'm going to take the other three. And so, Dana, you want to go through your three games first? Yeah. So, I'm, my strategy right now, I'm going to pick the lowest spreads. So, the, the minimal risk. And besides the, the Nuggets. So, the Nuggets and T-Wolves, I'm going to take the, the Nuggets on that one to cover the 8.5 spread. Um, I'm also going to take the Knicks over the Magic. They're favored 1.5. Knicks are rolling right now. I know it's at... Orlando, but I trust Brunson and I trust Randall if they're playing. And then Pelicans and Hawks, I'm taking the Pelicans, their two favorites at home. I think that should be easy with Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum, and the pieces that they have. Yeah, I think those are all great picks. I like the Nuggets picks. Um, I probably, I, I think the Magic have a shot up saying the Knicks because the Knicks are so inconsistent. 
Um, the Hawks Pelicans, that kind of toss up, especially with Zion out, so it should be a good game. Um, but for my three games, I got first Suns at Nets. Suns are minus eight point favorites. Honestly, I'm going to go with the Nets. Uh, Cam Thomas is a bucket. The Suns are. Um, Devin Booker might be able to be playing. I, I forget if it's this game or the next game he's coming back. But eight points is a lot. I think the Nets keep it close. Nets, yeah. yeah. Um, Bulls, Grizzlies. Nine and a half point favor for the Grizzlies is kind of crazy. The Bulls, they surprise you. I'm going to go with the Bulls. I think they, my guts tell me they pull it off or at least yeah. keep it close. Nine and a half is a lot. It is. And then, of course, you got Thunder Lakers, the game where LeBron could break the record. Uh, I don't think LeBron is playing today, if I'm being honest. I think he's going to sit it out. Yeah. Um, I think he knows he wants the media. I think he knows he wants it on TNT. I think that he's going to sit out to try Isn't and get it. Isn't it on TNT tonight? It is, but it's not TNT Thursday. He wants Shaq. And, uh, yeah. He doesn't want TNT Tuesday. And he wants to score like 40. nothing against the TNT Tuesday. He wants crew. to have like the Kobe, you yeah. know, like the last game where he scores sixty. He doesn't yeah. do that. And plus, it's against the Bucks, Graham's <laughs> old team. It, it makes sense. Yeah. So for that reason, I'm taking the Thunder. Yeah, I can see that the Thunder got blown out last night. So yeah, they're gonna bounce back. I think mm-hmm. that's a. Those are some good picks. Hopefully, hopefully we get a dub for once. Um, I I just have one on the board. Corey has six. Yeah. So. He's Feeling better, good. He's a better betting man. Hey. I wouldn't bet for sports too much. <laughs> Utah, we got to legalize it. Yeah, for sure. So Spencer Cox, I know you can, you can do it. <laughs> Go talk and make the bill into law. Get sports begging, legalizing Utah. Why not? You could get more tax revenue. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think that's going to do it for us on Four Wins in June. We have a huge week of trades that are going to happen tomorrow and Thursday. So we will be watching out for that, and we'll give you that update for you on Friday. But thank you so much for listening to our debates. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Bye.